Hello and welcome to another episode of Industry Celebrities. I'm Kimberly Scott, also known as That Kimberly. And my guest today is come back for a second interview. So first I must thank him for being so brave. <laughs> well, thank you for being, uh, for being so kind to, to invite me. Thank you. Well, everyone. you did make our first podcast interview almost, I think about a year ago. So easy. So Antoine, tell the folks what you do and a little bit of your background so we can give them some context. Um, I help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. Ah, and you're thinking, well, he must be a realtor. Yeah. See, everybody says they're a realtor. But I help people buy, sell, and invest in real estate. I like the way you put that. Right. Okay. But if you're in Colorado Springs, Colorado, about 50 miles south of Denver, been out uh -huh. here 20 years. Okay. And I uh, started my career in radio when I was 16 years old. That's why you have such a great energy and your rapport. You just, it flows. So started in radio when I was 16. In my 20s, I got bored with radio for a little bit, got into the television side. I was a reporter and news anchor there. And then shortly after 9-11, I got tired of telling people you're going to die, find out tonight how, <laughs> at five. And so I left that and got into the restaurant world for a while. And then about eight, nine, about eight, nine years ago, a good friend of mine said, you should look at getting into real estate. You think, I think you have a great personality. You should do this. And, and, and so there, that's where I started my real estate career. I started with a builder. I was the guy sitting in the model home. And Fun. back eight, nine years ago, yeah. that was when we were giving homes away and more. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> there yeah. Was nobody buying homes then. I and, remember um, that. And now, and now Colorado is one of the hottest markets, I think, unless you're is. out, like, even, even if you're in the boonies, I think you can the sell that. Really, yeah. <laughs> the state as well as Texas. Yeah. You guys are smoking as well. California, yeah. not so much. <laughs> That's oh, a whole other conversation for all the day, but a, yes, that's, that's true. A, that's a whole hour interview. But so, anyways, got involved with that. And then I learned the ropes during a bad time, uh -huh. which I think was the best time. Absolutely. Um, I agree. Because when you sharpen it during a time where it's not supposed to be good, yeah. when it is good, it's great. Yeah, absolutely. And so um, I got into the uh, resale side about a couple of years ago mm -hmm. and loving it. Now I get to sell all the flavors. That's awesome. And you... You were now, and not just for context purposes, you were at a different company. You're no longer there, but now you're at a new company. Where are you mm -hmm. at now? Yeah, I'm at, uh, it's called Rocky Peak Homes. It's a small boutique okay. type of company. And, well, that's uh, awesome. That yeah, means you can I'm give excited. better customer service is what I always think. Absolutely. Sometimes when you get too big of a yeah. team, in my opinion, this is uh -huh. just my opinion. That's right. You can kind of get, lot. we're going to talk more about this, but you can kind of get lost in the shuffle as a client. And you don't have that a lot of times that personal touch. Yeah. And so I think a lot of, you're going to start seeing and you are starting to see more real estate companies on this smaller boutique. And that's the best way to describe it type yeah. of feel. You know, mm -hmm. it's kind of like, and I'll just give you an example. But I'm also a double agent. I'm apartment renter. I bought my mom's home and refinanced it so we could get it fixed. So I'm not technically, I am a homeowner, but so I don't know much about the right. real estate, different big companies out here. You know, so yeah, well, Dutch Brothers is a, it's a copy company. Okay. And the reason why I brought this up is they are literally like, like a Starbucks, but they started organically and they mm -hmm. focus heavily on customer service. So you can literally go there one day and they will remember you and they talk to you in the line. Oh, um, so in the okay. drive through and they remember your order, they, Hey, Kimberly, how's everything going? How's oh, the podcast? Got it. And they give you that extra, extra little care. 
versus what you would get maybe at another place. Yeah. And so that's where I was going with these now more boutique versus the one mega teams. And I get it. They make a lot of money. They're, yeah. they're doing well. But I uh, know I feel comfortable being more in that smaller type of team. We still take care of each other. And uh, we also take care of our clients just as well. So yeah. I mean, fit. so going from, this is a question I'm, I'm always very interested in when you go from a bigger company to a, you know, boutique or maybe, you know, small to startup size of company, you know, both sides have its pros and cons, obviously, but when it relates to customer service, where do you see the differences? Well, I, there's a, one major difference going back to the customer feel. I'll give you an example. And this is not every single big company out there, mm -hmm. but this is what happens. This is where a lot of the customers that I now have mm -hmm. felt that this is where they missed the mark. Joe Blow was, is my realtor. And all of a sudden, I don't hear from Joe Blow because now I have Mary Smith over here who's dealing with another part of the transaction. You're like, well, mm -hmm. who's Mary Smith? I'm dealing with Joe Blow. And now Mary Smith has passed on over to Susan. Well, yeah. this is Susan. I was dealing with Mary and now Joe. And then that, that personal one-on-one -on -one is lost yeah. because there's so many quote-unquote leads that are coming in. You just can't keep up with them. Mm -hmm. I would much rather, I'm a referral-based referral guy. And I mm -hmm. think any business owner in the right mind would much rather have a referral type of business versus mm -hmm. just trying to get leads and trying to get yeah. leads. And if I can get that one-on-one -on -one special approach uh -huh. uh, from the beginning to middle to at the end of the transaction, then I did a portion of my job. And I always say the true relationship always starts after the transaction's over. Yep. And that's where, that's where a lot of people, yep, well, I sold you your home. I got my commission check and I'm on my way. See ya. Versus, yeah. versus, oh my gosh, Mary, can you believe it's Christmas? Hey, I'm having a client appreciation party this Christmas. Yeah. Why don't you invite you and your friends on over? Yeah. Thank and you, you, you for, of, for using me to buy your home. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And guess what Mary Smith does? Hey, you know what? My next door neighbor's thinking about selling their home and the way that you treated us, I want my friends to be treated the same way mm -hmm. yeah. versus just another. Yeah. I've had so many clients that I go, well, who was your last realtor? I sh I, what was her name? I she, and that's what I don't want yeah. for my clients. Yeah, so. absolutely. And that's, that is, marketing word of mouth kind of old school, but yet it's not because today word of mouth, whether it's online from a review site or telling your friend, there was a stat a long time ago. I don't even know what it is anymore, but people tend when they have a bad experience to tell 10 people or way more people than they do when they have a good experience. Mm -hmm. So I feel, especially in that, you know, service industry world as realtors are that if they're not doing their job and they're not treating their people, you know, their customers or clients the way they want to be treated, then that individual, that customer is not going to tell anybody else about it, but they might, you know, for me, I don't want to refer somebody that didn't take care of me. You know, I'm not going to refer them to a friend. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, think, I mean, think about, well, totally. I mean, think yeah. about this. I know at least one time in your life for human beings, you've had a bad experience. Yep. I couldn't Just, wait to tell my friends. Yeah. I'm like, you will never guess what happened to me. Mm -hmm. I was at, I was sitting there and there were servers walking past me for 30 minutes and mm -hmm. nobody said hi. Yeah. I would never go there. Don't go there. 
right? Mm-hmm. And, you know, if I have a great experience, I also tell my friends, but I'm more apt when this... you have that bad experience because you, yeah. you need a release. Yeah. And you want to actually protect people that you care about. Yeah. Hey, I just want to give you a heads up. I went there <laughs> and it was horrible, right? <laughs> yes, so, and, and you, 100%. And I, you and I talked about this and, and this is last time we, you and I t- spoke, I would um, much rather, if I have a fantastic meal and have horrible service, I will never go back. But if I have okay food and over the top service, I keep coming back for more. Hmm. I mean, yeah. think about that. You have a great, yeah. phenomenal meal and the service was just horrible. Yeah. I remember the meal or the service. I don't know. For me, yeah. that's how I, that's how I kind of look. And that's why I think service is key. Oh yeah. I, I agree. I'm just trying to think of if the food's great, I'm going to order to go. <laughs> so, <laughs> Give me Grubhub. I don't know if you have Grubhub out there, right? Yeah, we do. <laughs> but that, <laughs> I just don't prefer the fee. So I just rather go send my boyfriend or go myself to go get the food and bring it back home because yeah, we're both from the restaurant industry. So we're very picky about customer service and we understand, but when they don't like, for instance, I remember an establishment a while back that I will never go to again. And they're all over the United States because there was a, a table with servers that were, you know, when it's like 10, but it was still open because they didn't close till, till 12 a night because we never go into a place that's 30 minutes. Don't go into a restaurant, people, that 30 minutes before they close. They really don't want you in there, I promise you. But, <laughs> Speaking of experience, right? yeah, like, oh, yeah. gosh, I just want to go home. Correct. But we sat down at a bar top, you know, because we knew that it was quicker and easier, whatever. We couldn't even get to acknowledge us. And, and it's not like nobody was in the weeds. That's a term for very busy for those who are not from the restaurant business. We, we couldn't are even from get anybody. Colorado. You got to watch out when you say that. Oh. <laughs> Not smoking weed, but in the weeds. (laughs) So they were all at a table and this was in Florida. We couldn't even get anybody to acknowledge us and say, we'll be right with you. Sat there for 10 minutes. It probably was less time, but I was just irritated. It was after work. We were tired. All we want was to have a drink, you know, get an appetizer and go home. You know, they would have been easy money and we would have tipped them, you know, 20 to 50% because that's where we come from. And then I, I walked up to the manager because I don't believe in this whole, I just don't tip up. You know, we didn't even wait to order first, but I don't believe in even if you have bad service in not tipping the waiter, I believe in telling the manager, hey, look, this happened and not because I want anything, but because either the server had a bad day and they need to know that, that was reflected or to they need to go find another job. So, but this was so awful that I wa- I walked up to the manager or asked the somebody that was at that table, can I speak to your manager? Told the manager, you know, hey, this is what happens, and was like, hey, I just want to let you know because I come from that side. It was also a manager at one time, but we will never return. We live down the street from this establishment. We will never come back here again. And I will tell all my neighbors that this is the worst place and with the worst service, you know, and they were just kind of de- baffled. They tried to do nothing to, you know, Hey, can we change that? And, you know, she was just like, I'm sorry you feel that way. It's like, okay, thanks. Appreciate it. Really? And left. Yeah. So to this day, and that was almost like 15, 10, 15 years. Never again. Would I go, you know, like I go only if my mother wants to go and that's, you know, I try to avoid. Well, it's, it's funny to the point here. I uh, just a moment ago, I, I had a great breakfast a local place down the street here. And I always talk to people. I just mm-hmm. am a people person. Yeah. I struck up a conversation with a lovely person. Her and her husband, they're moving down to Texas. Mm-hmm. And so one thing led to another. 
and she said, you know, you know, I found this home on Zillow. It was a for sale by owner. She was selling it for five seventy nine. I knocked on her door and I got it for three hundred and fifty thousand. I go, oh my wow. goodness! I said, that's awesome, right? So the realtor that she was kind of working with showed her like a one or two homes, didn't mm-hmm. sign anything with them, called her up and said, I am completely disappointed in you and I can't believe you did this. And I'm thinking, oh my goodness, here's the customer service drop the ball moment. Mm-hmm. I would personally, and this has happened to me, mm-hmm. where I don't take it personally, I'm like, congratulations. Hey, if you need a general contractor, I know um, tons of them, plumbers, electricians, I know you're gonna be redoing this house. Anything that you need in the future, let me know. Welcome to Texas. Yeah. And think, and she goes, I will never refer him to anybody I meet down here. Yeah. She said, but yeah. she, if she took that approach to me, I would have yeah. felt a little bad that maybe we didn't use him, but I'm definitely going to make sure that we'll make it up to him by referring his service. Correct. To Kill him with some kindness and you will definitely get that deal. You know, not about you. Correct. Not about you, it's yeah. about, it's about them. So yeah, totally absolutely. It, absolutely. Yeah. And I had a, a conversation with a friend the other day about them pitching some business and then the owner said, no, you know, we're not going to go that direction. And, and he said, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate the opportunity. Can you give me some feedback? So I just know why, you know, and that he gave it to him and he was like, okay, you know, they were thinking they were going to bring the service in house or whatever. And he's like, okay, I appreciate it. You know, and because he handled it so well, six months later, he heard from that owner and they're going to, they're going to use a service because they figured out they couldn't do it in house, you know? So instead of being mad, <laughs> ask right. for some feedback and maybe you might get a refer, you know, like with no expectation and not taking it personally are the two keys and having some empathy along the way with it. You definitely will get something good out of it, whether it's business or referral you know, a friend, not a, a negative rating on whatever review site they might blast you <laughs> right. on, but you know, so I agree. You know, to our point, and it's so funny, I literally wrote this down this morning. I heard it this morning and I put up my phone. I'll put it on my Facebook probably tomorrow. Bring your seed, not your need to the marketplace. Mm-hmm. I went, huh. That's a good one. I like that. Bring your seed, seed not, not your, your need. need. And it's not mm-hmm. about you. Yeah. Bring your seed to help somebody else out. Plant that seed yeah. and watch it flourish. If yeah. you come to the marketplace with, what is, what is in it for me? What kind of tip can I get? Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm probably going to get $5 on here. You're probably right. Mm-hmm. That's because you're putting yourself in place. And that was by Jim Rohn, mm-hmm. by the way. I'm a huge personal growth guy, as you, yeah. as you know. But yeah, I mean, I, I heard that and I thought this is what a perfect saying that I wrote down this morning that perfectly of what we're talking about. Well, I'm a huge Gary Vee fan and he gives all kinds of advice and his is always give without expectation. And when I started following that and not taking things personally, when whatever was I thought wanted to come out of it, and I just said, you know, I'm, I'm going to give, it doesn't matter what's going to happen. I felt way better, stayed way happier all the time. And it just opened up the doors for other things that I never even thought of, you know, like, like it was just random stuff. And so it is something, especially in marketing, like from, you know, what you do, which by the way, I have to give you kudos from, you know, a year ago connecting with you on Instagram. My point is You've done a great job on Facebook since we especially connected on Facebook. Finally, I don't see as much of your Instagram, but you're doing a lot more 
on Facebook, you know, with video and lives. Tell me about that. Like, why did you start? Because I know that's a struggle for my friends that are realtors here in Texas to juggle all of it. Like, okay. how do you manage well, that? There's a couple of things. First and foremost, you and I were talking about this before you hit record on here that, you know, 20 years ago, 30 years ago, when you were very successful in the real estate world, as an example, you were able to afford billboards and commercials and, mm -hmm. and you know, radio ads and all that fun stuff. And the agents that really didn't have that kind of money would look, sit back and go, oh, geez, it must be nice. I wish I had made that kind of money because I would advertise too. Yeah. Now we have this at our fingertips. Mm -hmm. We have access to millions, if not billions of people for free. Mm -hmm. And all I have to do is go boop, hit record. Now, granted, there's a lot more it goes on after you record it. But yeah. here it is. When I did my first live mm -hmm. and I came from a bad media background, mm -hmm. I was so nervous. I thought I was going to throw up. I'm not <laughs> joking. I'm like, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. You, here I go. But here's the interesting thing. And then I talk myself down yeah. because I go, if I am consistent, mm -hmm. this is another problem that a lot of people don't have. I only got one like. Ooh. Oh, gosh. I yeah. was consistent. And mm -hmm. I have a Monday morning message. Mm -hmm. and, it, and I'm your Colorado real estate agent. And guess what? I'm not here to talk about real estate. I'm here to talk about something that I did either implemented in my life, my business, may mm -hmm. or may not help you. Mm -hmm. Here's my two minutes. Have a great day. I'm your Colorado mm -hmm. real estate agent, Antoine Glover. We'll see you next Monday. Yeah. Something That's awesome. simple, sweet, to the point. And so I started figuring out when I got scared. I'm like, that was the dumbest thing. I sounded stupid. Oh my gosh, I was sweating. I liked it. And I always comment on it because I know it's not about the likes. It's about it's about the comments, the engagement, and the shares. I'm trying to teach people that yeah. that it's not about the hearts and the likes anymore. It's about how many people engage with you. And when I say it's about like the algorithm pays attention to that, the algorithm, that's why you started showing up more in my feed and probably in my friends' feeds because I commented on it and, or I shared it. Like that's the key right. is comments and shares. No more likes. It's because likes can be bought is the point, you know, right. Shares and comments from authentic connections and community is the point. So I definitely commend that you do that and that you already know about the consistency. I, in podcasting, decided I wanted to start doing live videos, but I realized that as my tone has gotten slower and I stopped saying ums, <laughs> as my niece has told me, because she does my editing, right. when I was live, my nervous tick of ums came back and I blink mm -hmm. really uncomfortably and I never knew that that's why it occurs is because, but then when I did another live and, and when I'm with my boyfriend, and I do a craft beer tasting thing. He, he's teaching me about craft beer with him. It just flows it is it's just easy. It's no problem. I don't have that nervous tick. It's that calming energy, you know, and I notice that when I do interviews with people, whether it's video or a live, if they have good rapport with me and their energy is calm, my energy is calm. But when there's nobody else with me, I have to talk myself down so that I don't blink a lot. But it doesn't matter because I will get better at it. You know, I'm okay with right. it. Yeah. So that was something very, it's shocking to hear somebody who comes from the television media background to be, still have that nervousness, but it's, everybody gets it. It's good that you would say it because Everybody yeah, gets so it. Think about this. But you got to get over it too. 
You did. I don't like how I sound. Have you ever heard of that? Oh, yes. I don't like how I sound. And I go, if you don't like how you sound, your clients don't like how you sound. <laughs> that's not nice. So and that's is, not true. But, but here it is. You know what I, this is what, this is what I have always done. And I think it's very helpful. When I do read, I read aloud. Uh-huh. Oh, that's and so helpful. I'm, and I purposely read aloud and I hear my tonality. Yes. And my pauses. That's a good tip. I think it's a great tip for all your listeners out there. If you read. Mm -hmm. Out loud. Listen, re read out loud. If you mm -hmm. don't read, do a little script of something yep. and record it and then listen to yourself. You go, yeah. gosh, I sound really like I'm going really fast. Yep. Slow it down. Yeah. Okay. I can barely hear myself. Turn it up a little yeah, bit. Yeah, speak up. Yeah. Your inflection, yeah, your excitement. It, like if you bring energy, it will definitely bring the energy in your audience will be attracted to that. I hear that all the time. I did not like the way I sounded, but that was like in voice recording, like when I'm on my phone or whatever. It took someone else telling me, hey, you have a really good voice. And then I would hear it again. And then I would hear it again. When I just stopped putting that in my head, and it, was, it wasn't because anybody ever told me I sounded bad or anything. It was my own insecurity that I had to get past. And even when it came to the blinking, we all have it. Yeah, we all, everybody has it. The most beautiful people I've ever met are the most insecure, unfortunately. And, and I tell you what, when I was in, when I was in radio, I'd listen to my air check tapes uh -huh. and I'd go, oh my gosh, that was God awful. Why? Oh my gosh. And then I'd have friends that go, well, you sounded great. And I'd go, no, I didn't. No, yeah. I didn't say that. And, and we are our own worst critics. Absolutely. But going back to consistency too, and this is something I think um, you really need to think about why it's important to do, be consistent. A, it's branding. Okay. Mm -hmm. B, even if you were completely horrible on your first, second, third, fourth one, think about this. Mm -hmm. Or maybe your 32nd one. Do you think somebody after you do a hundred of them are going, oh man, you're really good now, but on your 32nd one, yeah. you were they're not even remembering they're not paying, you. Yeah, they're, they're not paying attention. I mean, they start paying attention. So I started doing more lives with my boyfriend. I, I'll throw in a live by myself every now and then. But the organic reach for Facebook and their lives is enormous. And they want, because they're in competition with YouTube, of course. Right. But they want those lives. Live is key. And if you can get on live, well, one, it makes your content process easier because again, people, an audio file starts with a recorded either video, radio, television, whatever, an audio file. A podcast is only an audio file that you then put on a platform that can, that you can then hear like iTunes, Spotify, Alexa, that you can then go and download to hear. You know, I still feel the word podcast throws people off when you say, I'm going to record it, video record it. And they go, huh? You know? So if you do a live, then you won on your business page, get those analytics and you can figure out what people are wanting to see. You, if you get them to engage, there are some tricks that you need to be asking questions. I shouldn't say tricks, but what I, what I was taught and what Gary Vee always speaks about is make content for your listeners and your audience by asking them questions. Don't just make it because you want to see it. Like if yeah. you do something and be consistent is the other thing I learned from this other woman, but because you showed up every Monday and did your two minutes, you know, maybe now stepping it up is asking questions that will get that engagement. And you might not get me engaged in the first, but I think that now people are seeing it. 
I'll answer, ask a question, you know, if you want me to, because I see it come <laughs> up every time when right. you do a live. And it's not because I'm like actively waiting for it, but because it shows up in my feed. And so I will show you how to make sure that they, they come to watch it because if you advertise in, be, in the beginning by posting, hey, this week I'm going to be doing X, Y, and Z, that's the way to, when you promote on your Facebook, but your LinkedIn and your Instagram, that's how you cross promote to get people to come back to, you know, wherever you want them to go, like your Facebook live. So right. it's definitely something that more people should be getting comfortable with if they're, they have a business realtors, especially my friends, I'm, I'm trying to coach into saying, Hey, come on, I'll help you with it. You know, like it's, I needed, you know, a little bit of help with it as well. You know, luckily my boyfriend and I have a really good rapport with each other, but not everybody has that. Like you came from media and you were blessed with, even though you yourself said that you were nervous, you, you got over it and you did it. But if people who were not even coming from the media background, they would just talk about what they know and they slow down and they don't worry about likes and if anybody watched it, <laughs> they would get so much out of it. And then their organic reach on their Facebook page then grows. And then you can cut up that content to do other things with it. So that's you, what I learned from Mr. Gary V, but I'm executing on it. I'm doing my best to do what I can with what I can and then share that knowledge with others because more people need to be doing those things to promote themselves or their business or whatever it is, whatever organization, whatever they're, they're doing. And people are watching. Yeah. I mean, you start seeing the views and then you, you're going out and about and you say, Hey, Antoine, I saw your, your Monday morning message last mm -hmm. week. Hey, that was a great message. Thank you. Watched mm -hmm. it with my daughter. Yeah. It's absolutely. totally awesome. Yep. You know, just maybe some interesting ways of maybe breaking the ice. Mm -hmm. So you're like, okay, I'm all by myself. And I talk yeah. about real estate and Please. you know, all this. You can talk about real estate with an interview. Give you an example. What about your local mayor? Uh -huh. He or she is always going to want to love great, great times. Hey, Mr. and Mrs. Mayor, with the influx of people coming into Colorado Springs, as an example, I'd like to see and pick your brain on a, on a Facebook Live or a recording that, you know, what does this mean for Colorado Springs? Mm -hmm. well, tell me a little bit more about that. Mm -hmm. Verbal tennis. And mm -hmm. then it breaks it up. And then all of a sudden, you're starting to brand yourself as the realtor with a touch mm -hmm. on the city. Mm -hmm. You're sitting down with the school district superintendent. Hey, what's going on with this new school? What does that mean for us? Yep. Oh my gosh. I mean, they, this, this, this. That is a shout out for my girlfriend, Joni, and my girlfriend, Veronica, who are realtors, and they need to be doing this. Follow Antoine because he's got this down. <laughs> you, everybody, everybody else too, but... Everybody has a city council member. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. So, I found that when I started interviewing people, you know, how I did my interviews before, that when I cross-promoted, I started meeting more people outside of my industry. And then the people in my industry started seeing it as well. And then when I would see them at conferences or meeting, oh, hey, what's going on? I see that. I was like, yeah, if you want to, anytime you want, here's my email. You send me an email and, you know, I'll get you on. It's free. I'm not, it's not a nonprofit because I was advised against doing a nonprofit because ideally I wanted to be able to do stories of caregivers, which I'm doing now, but I still do industry right. celebrities because I get more people asking now that I don't know, or my friends in my industry who now it's start, that's starting to show up. People are trying to talk about it. And when they, ask, I say, here, here's my card, send me an email. If you want to do this, you 
send me an email because it's not for profit. It's something that I love to do, that I want to give right. back. It definitely right. makes me excited, you know, to do these things, to talk about. And every caregiver story that I've done, they're all authors. And I tell them, do audio, do a podcast. It, well, I'm not sure. Here's Anchor, Anchor FM, then Zoom. Like I will send you the deck. It's easy. Go to Google Gary V 86 page content. Dan. That's a little more complicated, but it's still, it breaks it down to the T because half the people won't do it. And the other half, all you gotta do is just pick one and try it. You know, yeah. how are you going to know unless I mean, you try? Right. I was talking to some personal trainers at the Lifetime Fitness where I work out. Mm -hmm. And I said, hey, when was the last time you actually did a video for your clients? Mm -hmm. And they're like, what? Hey, Mary, how you doing? I just want to congratulate you on your success. Hey, by the way, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. I know you're enjoying your results. Do you know anybody else that would like the same results that you're seeing? Mm -hmm. Hey, I can't wait to see you tomorrow. The whole nine yards. Mm -hmm. And she goes, oh, my gosh. And I go, I'm not a personal trainer, Yeah. but start, start from somewhere. Mm -hmm. And then maybe start doing a weekly, you know, hey, this is our weekly workout tip of the week mm -hmm. or a Saturday walk and Saturday morning walk and talk. Yes. I don't know, but do Absolutely. something in your field and just start out like you were saying, start out something really small mm -hmm. where it's like, oh my gosh, okay, that was the yeah. longest 10 seconds I've been my whole life. Okay, I'll do it yeah. again. Baby steps. Wait a minute. That, wasn't, that wasn't too bad. Oh, I can actually, I can kind of do, do this. It. And we were talking about it earlier that a lot of times we, we psych ourselves out and yes. lie to ourselves and say, oh, I just don't have the time. No, you do. Do you have, do you have 30 seconds to mm -hmm. hit record? Yeah. And if nobody even sees it until maybe one client. Yeah. And but so many times when you do that, they're like, oh my gosh, hey, it's, I see it's your birthday. Oh my yeah. God, I just wanted to wish you a happy birthday, Kimberly. Absolutely. Hope, you, hope you're doing well. We'll talk to you soon. Yeah, I believe caring is sharing. That's my thing. I think that, that you know, knowledge is power. And so many people helped me along the way. You know, they mentored me without thinking that they were mentored me. They gave me, they asked a question and they led me in the right direction. So I feel that's paying it back, paying it forward. And, and there's an abundance in the world. Like, I, I'm not a, a person that believes that I'm going to hoard everything because nobody else needs to have it. I believe that, that there's an abundance and there's enough for everybody out there. When people talk about podcasting automatically, they go, are you going to monetize it? And I was like, no, because you have to have started podcasting back in 1980 when it started to have a huge following, unless you're Jay Shetty, who started, who was a monk and started in 2015 and has the number one mindful podcast, which he's amazing. But like even Gary Vee and some of these, uh, Maria Folio, like all these people that right. they started 10, 20, you know, or 10, 15 years ago. And they started and nobody was even listening. Like Gary Vee talks about how he did his wine library for three years <laughs> and right. nobody watched for like three that. years. Nobody watched. And now he gets paid a buttload of money to speak. And he's written five books and doesn't right. even read, you know, books. Well, he's a, he's a businessman. So, he just consistency. It's so funny that you're talking about this because so many people want, they want so much more out of life. Yeah. Then you give them the recipe and they go, well, I have to wait how long for it to cook? That's just, a good one. Right? That's a good and analogy. So somebody, yeah. We want to microwave it. Right. Mm -hmm. And we look at Gary Vee and we're like, Oh man, that must have been nice. You came from no. If you no. listen to a story, 
Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to Tony Robbins' story. You listen mm-hmm. to Les Brown's story. Mm-hmm. You listen to Oprah Winfrey's story. Oh my gosh, like, Oprah's is amazing. It is amazing. And you know, <laughs> all of them talk about there's no hacks. It's hard. It's consistency. It's getting back out there. I heard a quote a long time ago. It's not about the number of times that you fail, about the number of times that you get back up to even get to succeed. If you don't get back up to move forward, you're not going to succeed. The most successful people, it wasn't overnight. It took many years. It took a lot of heartache. It took many fails for them to be where they're at. You know, they just don't focus on the past. They move forward. Right. A hundred percent of the time. So the real key to success, and here it is, it's not saying it's going to take you 20 years. Hmm. It could take you 20 years. I don't know. But what I do know is don't try to reinvent the wheel to, to fit your comfort zone. Yeah. If it's comfortable, you will never grow. Absolutely. If it's uncomfortable, that means you're growing. Mm-hmm. And so take what people have, what they've already done, mm-hmm. the recipe, and mm-hmm. then implement it okay. and just keep going, keep going. And it could, t- you could be, there's people that have done it, whatever it is, and mm-hmm. su- a huge success in a couple, two, three, four years. Mm-hmm. Right. Absolutely. Um, sometimes it's sometimes it's taken a lot longer. They didn't have the internet then, so mm-hmm. of course it took Tony Robbins and Les Brown and all them a lot longer to be acknowledged yeah. for their great success. Mm-hmm. So just know that in any endeavor, a you're not stuck, as Jim Rohn says, you're not a tree. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. You can always move, and then find out. Always find out where do you want to be and who is doing it. Right, Kimberly, mm-hmm. you're doing it. How is she doing it? Email her. Hey, what are you doing? Mm-hmm. You know, I'm just not getting the following that I'm, lo- that I'm liking. How are you doing it? Yeah. And I guarantee without dropping a beat, a, she will write you back and go, I'm doing this, 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 and that. Mm-hmm. Hey, if you ever want to sit and talk on the phone or, you know, email back and forth, I'd love to sit and, and help you in whatever endeavor that you're looking, looking yeah. to, to excel at. I think if you ask, you know, like I am definitely that person that, that responds. They're not everybody responds, but that doesn't mean, but you still have to ask at least, you know, hundred people or, you know, or take the referral. Like you're saying this call Kimberly, cause she'll do it. If somebody calls me and says, Hey, such and such called me, you know, said, referred me to, I take the time because that was either my friend, a business acquaintance, whatever that right. knows me and said, Hey, I'm vouching for her. And I think she's has what you're looking for, can guide you in that direction Then I'm going to stop. And you know, and even if the next person that you ask isn't that person, there'll be another person. Just keep asking and then execute. You know, Gary Vee says he puts out that 86 page deck and gives his best ideas, you know, puts them out into the, because 99% people won't even do anything with them. And I've heard that more times than not when people talk about their secrets. It's really not secrets. They tell people what they're doing and 99% of the people are not even going to do anything with it. Absolutely. I, I can't even count how many people that have said, okay, that's when I'm ready. Tell me what I need to do. And I go, mm-hmm. there you go. Well, you know, I tried it for a week, right? I'll tell you exactly what I did. This is while I was studying for my, my test. Uh-huh. I would, I'm kind of a nerd like this, but you start thinking when you really want something bad enough. Mm-hmm. So in the restaurant world, I wasn't barely making any money. Mm-hmm. But what I did while I was studying, studying for my license, I would pick a neighborhood. And I would, every Sunday, I would drive around the neighborhood and I would watch two things. I would cross off, I'd write on all the realtors that had their signs up. I would cross off when it would say price reduction, price reduction. I'm like, nope, nope, nope. And then I would write down the names that said under contract, under contract, under contract. Then 
I picked up the phone and said, hey, Bobby Price, you don't know me. My name is Antoine Glover. I'm about to get into the real estate world. Can I pick your brain for about 10 minutes and I'll buy you a cup of coffee at Starbucks and just to kind of get the pitfalls to avoid in real estate? A hundred percent of these top-notch agents said, sure, yeah. absolutely. And 10 minutes turned into 30 minutes and a wealth, a plethora of information that mm-hmm. got me mentally prepared for the real estate world that was coming my way. Mm-hmm. And going back to, it's just going what we were talking about there, that sometimes maybe we do get a little bit intimidated because somebody is of like, oh my goodness. Mm-hmm. And now it's so funny that we're now we're uh, the people that I was like, oh my gosh, they're way up there. We're right yeah. here. Yeah. They put, they put their pants on just like you do. Totally. Totally. We all I get do. up in the morning and put our, we start with our right leg and then we start with our left leg, you know, like right. nothing right. to be worried about. It's okay. Absolutely. It'll be all right. Absolutely. Right? Going back to what you were saying is, is ask, mm-hmm. just ask who's doing it. Quit trying to reinvent. If you really, really want it, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you got to be uncomfortable. Yeah. I, you know, if you're getting, if you're going to be scared and you haven't been to the gym ever or in 10 years, if yeah. you're scared you're going to get sore, well, guess what? It's going to be, it's going to be yeah. a little uncomfortable. It's, it's going to happen. If you, but if you do it and do it and do it, and before you know it, before you even recognize it, people that know you say, there's something different about you. Yeah. And you go, oh, well, you're looking great. And you go, yeah, it's starting to work. Now you start thinking the same way in your own profession. Yeah. You keep going and keep going and keep going and keep going. You're like, I'm not seeing the results. I'm not seeing the results. And all of a sudden somebody says, there's something different about you. Yeah. And you go, huh, they're seeing it. It's working. Mm-hmm. It yeah. Takes a, it takes that process. Yeah. And it. if worst case scenario, like I say, well, I learned, I'm a fan of Gary Vee. He always, he told this kid once, Google is your mother. Google is your mother. <laughs> I mean, really Google it. Google is, I mean, you can learn anything on YouTube in a heartbeat. Like right. take the time to watch it. Like, you know, I got my outline from Gary Vee and then I, I watched tons of podcasters videos about mics and equipment. And, and one of my first interviews is with, she was the head of our Texas department association last year. And my mic setup was awful. Everything was like, it, it was not what it is now, but it took that and her being, because she knew me, she was comfortable with my flabling everywhere. We weren't on video. We were just audio, but, but it has come so far. And it was because each time I, I listened to it, I, I, you know, got the feedback from whoever listened to it. And then I would take another step, but I, I watched tons of videos, research, 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 and find people that will tell you, you know, what they did It's because it's not going to be exactly the same. I'm a different person than, you know, you or, you know, Gary Vee or whoever's doing these. I met a very nice young lady, Heather Parody, that I interviewed when she interviewed me and it's all different, you know, like, and there's an abundance out there for everyone. Like you're giving tips to realtors because you're like, Hey, come on folks, let me show you how to do this. You know, because you, Absolutely. you know, their struggles. So I totally get it. And literally it's kind of irony. Mm-hmm. And it's a selfish way of thinking. And it's a Zig Ziglar line. And it's 100% true. I love Zig Ziglar. <laughs> if I want anything, whatever I want, I need to give. Yeah. And it's such a hard thing for people to understand, especially when you were like, man, I can barely have enough. And I get it because I've been there. So you say know, it again. I, Zig Ziglar's quote. Zig Ziglar is help enough people get what they want and you'll get everything that you want. That's awesome. 
It, I mean, that's it's a hundred percent true. Mm-hmm. Just give Absolutely. them what they want in real estate, right? Mm-hmm. I'm not going out there. Are you looking to buy or sell real estate? Don't be mm-hmm. that weirdo. <laughs> problems. Yeah. We are problem solvers. Yeah, absolutely. Business endeavor, right? Uh-huh. Because they may not be looking for someone to buy or sell or invest in real estate. They may be looking for a general contractor. I got the best person for you. Yeah. They may be looking for a plumber. Be that person that says, you know what? You may know a chiropractor. Gosh, I hurt my back. Hey, I got mm-hmm. the best person for you. Yeah. Really? Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. Let them know what I sent you. And really trying to figure out what is the problem? I'll give you an example. The lady I talked to today, right? And I was thinking about this. I was like, huh, it's kind of me, pat my, pat on my back. So the lady I talked to today, she, her, her family, they're, they're moving to Texas, but they need to sell their home here in Colorado Springs. Uh-huh. And so I said, you know, by the way, she asked me if I was in real estate. And I said, yeah. And I said, hey, you know, are you, you still looking for a realtor to sell it? And she goes, no, no, no. I have a really good friend from the military who's now a realtor. He's going to sell my home. And I go, well, that's interesting. Where's your home located? She told me where her home was located. I go, I actually may have a buyer for that. She goes, really? Absolutely. How many people would just have stopped there and went, okay, they already have a realtor mm-hmm. versus, no, I may actually have a buyer for you. Yeah, let's let me connect you. To work. Let's get to work together. She just texted me and said, hey, listen, thank you for the conversation. My realtor is going to reach out to you and see what we can do to make this work. Awesome. But yeah. And it's not, and it's not to be braggadocious at all. It's what was about, the point? Is the point of give without expectation and helping others, right? And, and my you- giving is she. What is her problem? They need to sell their home, mm-hmm. right? It's not on the market yet. So what if I was able to help her problem mm-hmm. without even putting it on the market? Mm-hmm. It's a perfect match. I did my part. Yeah. So I can take care of my buyers. Mm-hmm. I took care of a now a new friend who's a mm-hmm. seller. Mm-hmm. I took care of her agent and his family financially. Mm-hmm. And now I get to feed my dogs. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and that, which just, is very, very important. <laughs> yes. Absolutely. Very important. Yeah. Well, that's yeah. awesome. I feel like I know that we could talk all day. We'll definitely come back for some more topics because I, I feel like there's so much synergy here, especially I need some you know, knowledge, some assistance in how to get my house refinanced, which will be a <laughs> podcast for another day. But yeah, so I do appreciate you sharing your stories because it, that's what it takes is for anybody to talk about what they know and that's their experiences that then will help other people then comes back to you because just in an organic, you know, serendipitous way, it, it all works out, you know? And, yeah. and so yeah. that's, I think that's awesome that you definitely have the same mindset because that's what it, it, it takes to one, stay happy and to be successful at whatever you want to do, you know, and success right. is different for everybody. For me, it's just to be happy. I just want to wake up each day and be happy at what, what I do. And I feel God, the universe will take care of the rest. Yeah, you know? absolutely. You'll, you'll be rewarded. And I, and I jokingly, but I'm serious about it at the same time. And I catch people off this and, and I'll kind of leave you with this, that, you know, I want to become a multimillionaire, not for the money. I want to become a multimillionaire because I found a way to help multi-millions of people. Mm-hmm. That for me, for mm-hmm. me, that is how I define success. But how many people can I, can I reach? 
And the more money that I can make by doing that, I can reach even more people. Mm -hmm. And so don't look, don't look at money as, oh, the evil. No. What is the intent of that? And how do you yeah. want to leave this legacy that we have? You know, we've, I, I've said this before that if we're lucky, if we're lucky, we live 10 years, eight times. I'm mm. 44. Mm -hmm. I'm halfway done. It's not scary. Yeah. It's actually exciting because yeah. that means I, I want to see what else can I do? Yeah. Can I do one more rep? Can yeah. I help one more person? Yeah. Can I just reach another one? Yeah. And that it's an exciting, it's, for me, it's an exciting part of my life when you switch the way that you think, realize that it's not about you. Yeah. It's all about, uh, it's all about them. Yeah. And then you get, and then God will reward you Correct. in mysterious ways, my friend. Absolutely. And success is different to everybody. So absolutely. Totally. So it's not, you know, whatever it is for you is makes that I definitely agree with that point. But giving the way that you do and you connect with other people, like it spreads that that joy, that happiness, that energy. And and people remember that because that's how you made them feel. People always remember, I know there's a quote is I don't know who who said the quote originally, but you know, that people won't remember your name, but they're always going to remember how you made them feel. Right. And, and that resonates with me because I have a easier time connecting with people that made me, that made me feel good. And in return, I made, you know, I did the same thing for them. They, they remember me. So it definitely is a good mindset to be in on both sides for sure. So absolutely. You know, and, and when I look at people that I don't know, it's with that saying, a stranger is just a friend you have not, have not met yet. Mm -hmm. I like that. that. And, that and that pretty much is it. And, and you were just a stranger at one time, but you were just a friend that I had yet to meet. Absolutely. And now I feel blessed that our paths have crossed. I don't believe in uh, coincidences. My I believe agree. Things happen for a reason. Absolutely. I don't, think I don't believe in good experiences or bad experiences. I just look at life as an experience. Absolutely. And what 100%. did you learn from that experience? And uh, I learned from you. And I learned true, from you. <laughs> what a true great friend yeah. uh, truly means. Awesome. And uh, as my, my dad used to say, if you're lucky, if you can count your friends on one, on, on one hand, you're a, you're a lucky man or a woman. Yeah. And I can honestly say, no BS, you're on this hand right here. Oh, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah. Well, with that end in mind, I definitely want to say thank you again, Antoine. And if Mr. Glover's advice, direction, our little tennis match, verbal tennis match here, you found valuable, please send it to a friend or let us know what you thought, even maybe tag a friend in the comments. And remember, until next week, sharing is caring. Thanks, Antoine. I appreciate it. Thank you, my friend.